Welcome to another episode of the Recommendations podcast, where we talk everything business, love, and science. Today, I am joined by the incredibly talented Samantha Appel, the founder of The Skin Bar, and a pleasure to also call her a friend. So I am so deeply honored to talk to you today because this is going to be such an inspiring conversation for so many in your industry. So thank you so much, Sam. Thanks, Beck. I've been very excited to come on today and it's a pleasure knowing you and having you as a client and now as a friend as well. So I'm excited to dive deep today with you. Oh, yes. Most importantly, client. This is why I'm glowing. <laughs> we were just talking about it. <laughs> the transformation is real. Uh, it, I mean, oh, you know what? We'll, we'll actually talk about that a little bit later because I want to share the transformation of my skin a little bit later and we do actually dive into the amazing business that you've you've created but there's a story here you've been through a world of experience this isn't an overnight success this is an incredible journey and a reputation that you've built over time and i want to talk about it because i want to break the stigma of what people think running a business is that success happens overnight, especially in an industry like yours, which is service-based. It's yeah. complicated. It is it is personal and it is a commitment that is very difficult to express at times. So let's let's talk about context. I would love you to share your story and a little bit of background of what led you to where you are now. Great. Okay. Back to the start. So I mean, I founded the Skin Bar now in two, when was it? First clinic opened in 2020. And if you look at the business now, um, I've almost got five clinics throughout Sydney on a pretty rapid growth expansion at the moment um, with more clinics to come, possibly interstate, international, we'll see. Um, so from 2020 to 2023 now, there's been, yeah, a growth of five clinics throughout Sydney, an online store and, and product development on the way as well. So very exciting, although prior to 2020 is really when all the hard, the, the long hours behind the scenes, um, all the hard yards were done. Um, back to 2018, when I had my daughter, Gracie, who's now five, um, I was doing mobile services. So I used to work in, in clinics in the eastern suburbs and go to work and then I'd have my little backpack on and drive around Bondi and, and Coogee and see all my mates and their friends and just needle their skin legit, like 7 p.m. till midnight. Um, and it sort of just rapidly grew from this idea to make extra money to pay rent to... Um, to within a couple of weeks of having enough clients to really look at it and consider leaving my full-time job as a therapist. Yeah, what was your full-time job? What were you doing before the the mobile service? Yeah, I was just well, I was a senior manager at a franchised clinic, a well-known clinic in Sydney, um, who's one of the biggest, um, I guess, skin clinics in the country. Um, and I'd worked my way up from a junior to a senior position quite quickly within the company. And um, yeah, I just throughout that process worked with every different modality within the industry treatment wise and um, absolutely fell in love with skin needling in particular being non-invasive non-toxic and so good for the body so to me to go and buy my machine and go out after work and and do what I was passionate about was was like that's sort of where it was all born it's so interesting to to hear that 
journey and evolution within itself because actually that's how you and I met. You were doing one of your mobile services at a at a party, at a skin needling party, which never in my life did I think I would attend. <laughs> it's the most Eastern suburb sentence that will ever come out of my mouth, but I was supporting a friend at the time. And that's how I, I met you. And it was just, I, I just saw all of that potential sort of explode in such a short amount of time. But why this industry? Why did you even begin in this industry? Well, I mean, it started for me. It's, this is a personal journey for me. I, I was about 16, 15 even. I think it was 15. And I was started, I was in high school, I think you nine. And I broke out in cystic acne. Um, it was genetic. Myself, my two sisters and my mother had cystic acne. So for 12 years, I battled cystic acne from the age of 15. And it completely affected my confidence. You know, I my my I was completely vulnerable, insecure um, throughout high school. It was a really difficult time for me. So I was placed on Rakutane at 15, which cleared up the acne, um, cleared my skin. I started to get a bit of confidence back. Two years later, it's it struck again. Cystic acne, jawline, neck, chest affected my confidence like all sorts of sort of personal issues for that 10-year period battling this acne for 10 years so skin for me and going on that personal journey of having such a you know a, a low self-worth and insecurity by you know hiding in the playground in the shade so people don't look at your skin um was happening to me you know i was insecure when girls were going on dates with boys i was hiding at home with my with my skin and and sort of just not knowing what to do um you know as much as you like to think when when you've got cystic acne you you can't hide it and people do notice it and that's just the facts of it so it does affect your confidence um yeah so over the journey of 10 years going on and off racketane four times i started to notice the shift in my personality and my confidence when my skin was clear to when it was at its worst and that's it's really a life-changing shift of that mindset of having confidence and and loving yourself when you look in the mirror um you know and 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 in hindsight now when i look back maybe i could have focused on you know a little bit more of self-love and all those things but you don't have those tools when you're a teenager it's it's hard enough as it is um so sort of becoming obsessed with having clear skin the obsession organically grew over that 10-year period and it was at the age of 24 I finished high school sorry I finished high school went into um was doing financial planning hating the corporate world did not fit in I it just wasn't for me as much I as I tried to, <laughs> you know I, I found myself walking around Piedmont at lunchtime with my headphones in and I don't know the office gossip just wasn't for me I I couldn't I couldn't I could it just didn't fit in and then yeah. I um I was always going to like skin clinics in the CBD and reading their menus and fascinating about owning a skin clinic one day when I wasn't even in the industry at the time. I, I feel like it really was just a, a natural calling that I've always been, you know, this is what I've been put here to do and and to really build what I've built now and to help people change their lives through achieving clearer skin and skin confidence is where it all began. Um, and that's why I do it. But um yeah, at, at, at what, 24, I think I was, I dropped out of my full-time corporate job, 
I enrolled to study my diploma of beauty therapy, got a job at my boyfriend's pub or hotel at the time in King's Cross and um, or instantly loved the bar work better than than my corporate role. And um, and then my skin journey and studies began. So I, I finished my diploma. I then enrolled in further studies and um, commenced my employment at um, a skin clinic as a junior. Uh, kept studying, kept working, and over over the next couple of years, I my experience grew and my passion for needling for me it was personal. I saw the results on myself above any other treatment that I had had, and it being so holistic, it's non injectables. We're not trying to dehumanize the face by filling it with products and freezing it in certain areas. Um, it gives women their confidence back. Um, it's suitable for men as well. The, like the list just went on and on for me, and it just it just had a special place in my heart, to be honest. And um, I thought, all right, well, I never looked at it as a business. It was more, who can I do this for, and how can I how can I my transformation? How can I help other girls and men be in that position? You know, my little inner child still comes through, and I feel that teenage girl of that really, you know, that that hard time that I went through and paying that forward is is what it's all about. That was going to be my next question really is it's so evident and it's so clear that the reason for your success is because you're so deeply connected to your purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's always going to be the calling card of success in today, especially today's time, especially. It's very clear that when you have an appointment with you personally, you like I know from my experience, you feel that passion, you feel that purpose just from an energy perspective. Even you sit down in that, you know, or lie down on that table and you begin your work, and it's just that's it. You are in your space, this is your room, you know what you're doing, and it's driven by so much love and so much purpose and fulfillment. Like you can feel that as a customer. And you've definitely been able to share that amongst your team as well. So it's very much consistent. But I think purpose is so important. And it, it's such a big part of who you are. I mean, it's it's very clear. So when it comes to maintaining that connection to your purpose what has that journey been like for you in just these last few years of vast growth because it was very quick and very big how have you been in staying connected to your purpose through this time oh i mean like yeah i mean if we look at it from 2020 um you know once the first clinic was launched down in in Prunella in the shire it um it was a huge success and my vision is to essentially go up and I guess why it's close with my purpose is because I want to go up and re-educate, you, you know, sort of beauty as, as we know it to date, which is unfortunately been um, a bit of brainwashing by, you know, bigger maybe pharma companies with the Botox and injectables and fillers and I see I see these young almost vulnerable women, you know, coming into clinics or going through a hard time, a divorce or or just reconnecting to themselves post-children and and turning to um, instant fixes, fillers, Botox, all of that sort of thing, which to me isn't about 
it's not skin health there's no self-love it's a it can be it can be sexualizing which isn't you know the right objective um and I, I believe people can take advantage of people's vulnerability in this industry when when you're seeking help you really you know if i i just picture you know if that was me sitting there at 20 and i'm i'm laying there and you've got somebody looking at me so insecure about my scarring on my skin but recommending all these you know um cosmetic treatments um which they can they can um sort of what's the word i'm looking for um they can cash in on essentially and leave you feeling vulnerable and and scratching your head um i believe you know why 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 is it important to me is because i want to offer something that actually is a solution and 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 is real results and and does make you feel better about yourself you know and and focuses on on the inner health as well you know the holistic approach and not not brainwashing you to think you need to go back every three months for an injection an injection a filler and all of these things that you know ultimately aren't um they're not working yeah they're a band-aid but i i'm really happy you brought this up because it was going to be something i really wanted to touch on which is this generation of young women who are obsessed with getting their lips done getting the botox at a very young age i mean i'm i'm 29 and i i remember hiring an employee not so long ago who was 24 who walked in on a Monday with the biggest lips I've ever seen in my life and all this Botox and she was just like, had just done it that morning or the night before or something. So she was like super inflamed and I'm looking at her, I'm like, you're 24, why? Yeah. For who? Yeah. What is the point? And she's just like, oh, all my friends do it. And you know, like the guy I'm dating really likes it and all this stuff. And I just thought, oh, this is so deeply upsetting for me. <laughs> I could go on a spiral, but I can imagine you're seeing this so consistently, not just from, you know, acne and scarring, but also just there's absolutely nothing wrong with your face, with your skin, but they're going down this road of that perfectionism and vulnerability like you expressed. I mean, how do you feel about what's changing and what's happening in that space? It, it's so sad, but now that I'm, you know, I've got a five-year-old daughter and yeah. and this plays, you know, it, it's so upsetting to see these young girls when I, you know, I look at their skin and it's flawless. It, there is nothing to be freezing or injecting or filling at this age and it makes me sad that people take advantage of this and, you know, sort of manipulate in a way to, to make you want to look like this you know you want to be sexualized you we've had bad influences we've we've been brainwashed with filters coming through as well you know this how many filters do you see on instagram or TikTok or whatever it may be with these you know high cheekbones and porcelain skin and you know god forbid what's that doing to our confidence and what's that doing to a young woman's identity um it's it's completely dehumanizing what we know and and who we are as a person and i i i just have to disagree with with you know doctors and that are that are forcing this down a young woman's um throat essentially for it with with the um they're forcing it down basically with this prevention um it's the prevention it's the prevention yeah. statement yeah yeah and it's um it's very cowboy and i just think it's um you and know, I'm, I'm so confused as to why 
women are listening to a man's opinion. Like I've had a doctor tell me, oh, you're getting closer to 30. You should consider Botox for prevention. Like yeah. actually said that to me. <laughs> and I looked at him and told him to fuck off. <laughs> but I know. I know. Beck, when I was 25 and I was working in, in skin clinics and I've had Botox before. And and when I was working there, it was I was 25. I my skin was clear. I had no wrinkles, obviously. I'm too young. And and industry and advertisements and marketing made me believe that I should go and get some Botox. And everyone else is doing it. And I'm, you know, I'm now 25 and I'm almost 30. So maybe I should go and do it. And I was at a low point. Instead of focusing on my self-love and who I am as a person and and the positive things you start to become insecure and focus on what everyone else is doing and I should be doing that because a lot of us are too are too afraid to ask the question of why and what are we actually putting in this body and in our bodies and all of these other questions that should be should be asked. I think it's a big part of the success you've built as well is your self-awareness and personal development journey. I think it's so important as a founder, we are navigating so many complex areas. You've got people management, you've got growth and business development, you've got the actual customer relationships that you're perfecting because service is built on relationships and word of mouth and experience, right? I've I've had such a pleasure of watching you on this very incredible intense journey stay so grounded and I think that plays such a role, but I know it hasn't been so simple. I know you've been through so much in such a short amount of time. So can we, let's circle back to what you've actually achieved because mm. you're now about to open your Bondi store. This will be the fifth store. Bondi. Oh, it's, it's open. It's open. It's open. <laughs> yeah. it's open. My apologies. No, no, no. Definitely. It opened three weeks ago. That was the fourth. The fourth. Store. Yes. Um, and then I've got one more on the way, which, um, which. The Another child coming. <laughs> Another baby's on the way. This is a big baby, this one, um, which it's including something we haven't done before, um, staying with, you know, the Skin Buzz uh, belief system as well and not not trying to do everything and, and capitalise on treatments. But it's 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 something exciting. It, um, I can tell you it's in, it's in a very, um, it's a very good spot in Roselle. Um, and... And yeah, that's that's the next baby at the moment. Um, but no, it hasn't been easy. There's been, um, you know, all of a sudden you go from startup to sort of scale up, and there's so many loose ends to tie up that you're not aware of um, as you're growing. And you, you know, you're simply just wearing all the hats and trying to do your best. Uh, you know, I'm not a HR expert. I'm not a, an accounts expert. Um, you know, policies and processes aren't my passion. What is my passion is the skin and treating and, um, you know, and customer service and working with my customers and, and training my staff. You know, that's where my real strength lies. Um, and now see, you know, having to, to grow the business and, you know, almost have this corporate side, um, you know, is it's exciting, but it's, um, yeah, it's every day it's, it's stressful. So I have to, you know, have my my techniques that I use to de-stress and you know and I guess the other thing is is meeting people over time that that don't um almost like um understand the journey that has happened up until this point of growth 
um, you know, a lot of people can look at the business and think, oh, you just popped up out of nowhere like an overnight success when um, I want a part of that or, you know, or I see you doing that and and we want to do the same and, and or, you know, even, even you know, it's, whether it's previous staff or, or um, people that you've connected with that have I've had multiple people try and come into the business and it hasn't worked out there's been situations where you know I felt like if I had have gone one way I'd be in a completely different position to what I am now and and you realize at this point of growth how important every decision really is and and you have to be careful of who you let into your business because that's you know and, and you probably know this yourself Beck it's um it's your baby. No one's going to be as passionate as what you are and nobody's going to to treat it the same. And you you really have to be careful of who you trust at the end. It's a very delicate time to be in in scale mode because we're often juggling as founders this theory of how much do I want to be in the business? How much do I want to work on and in the business? And how much do I want to focus on the growth and development? And to do the growth and development, you almost have to step away, right? Yeah, And then you're battling with this consciousness of this is my baby. <laughs> I've worked so hard. So many blood, sweat and tears went into, you know, making this happen. How can I step away? How can I trust somebody else to, you know, manage or run or do my job? So it's this constant sort of back and forth battling with this. And I, I know you have some experienced shares in this particular area. I'd, I'd be very curious for some practical guidance or advice or an experience that you've had that you've learned the biggest lesson in the last few years? Yeah. Um, look, I think, you know, when it, when it comes to the startup scale up sort of point in your business, um, one, you know, get all your policies written early um, when it comes to staff and HR. Uh, it's very, very important um, to have that. And, whether it's your passion or not, it will come back around and bite you if you don't do it properly. Um, you know, two is I, I think really you've you've got to accept and really understand what what you're um, what you're good at and what you're not, and outsource what you're not, because you know you're constantly chasing your tail um, when delegating to other people is is one of the best ways to to grow is becoming very good at, at delegating. Um, um, what else have I learned? Be careful who you let into your business because, you know, looking back now, some deals that have, have, have popped up um, multiple times by different people um, wanting into the business. This has happened almost five times now and, and each time I actually look back and think, you know, whether I've been honeysuckled, whether I have been at a time where I felt low and and people may may look at that and feel like they could take advantage of that um whether they see it as a financial opportunity without having a passion for it which I always look back and think well I'm glad that didn't work out there's there's been a few times whether it's a you know like an investor that's wanting to buy in and and you know then now we're, we're looming recession and how could have that have looked there's so many scenarios that I now look back on and think you know, I don't need anyone at this point. I know what I want. I know my vision. I need to build my team. And I need the right people underneath me. I think people that want to step in and, and take an equity straight away is, it, you know, there's red flags there. They don't they don't understand what you've put into the business. 
and you know whether that comes from you know investor with deep pockets or or a friend or or people you you've been introduced to it's it's happened so many times now and each time i'm yeah i'm just really grateful that i've followed my intuition and and not followed through with any any of the offers that have come up and i think it's really important to to remember that if you've built something that's yours you know no one else can really step in and uh, unless you do need them or you genuinely connect i mean i i really am so happy you said that because it, it's so important as a founder to have that inner knowing and confidence in yourself that you did this you mm. you know this would not exist without you and if somebody at some point wants to come in and make it better and support you and there is balance and equality and you know authenticity in that relationship and you can see the development okay sure you make a risk you know uh, a conscious decision based on risk analysis and proper you know deep diving and due diligence sure accepted yeah. these things are possible and they can be successful but the reality is a very large amount of the time there's a lot of bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> and I know yeah. that we went through such a similar thing where we both had somebody come in and, you know, sh so shiny and so excitable and, you know, flashing money or whatever it was. Yeah. And it was all bullshit. And thank God we listened to our intuition and gut. Yeah. But even recovering from that is a process. And I think you did it so eloquently across a number of you know, circumstances and watching you then take it to a whole other level is just so deeply satisfying for me. <laughs> but I know what you mean. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's um, you know what they say, it's it's the old date before you marry and crawl before you walk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, as much as people want to get married after six months, and we, you know, one of my old advisors told me this, he's like, Sam, like you can't, you, you need to date for at least two years here you need to do this it's, and then you can chat about it it's and so funny about it but like this this wanting it all now i think um yeah it's i i you know it, you know if you've got a passion and, and you want to do something you go and do that from the ground up that's what i truly believe you know that's a recipe for success or collaborate with somebody invest that's fine as well but yeah as you say you know time it, it's really time it's it's work over time it's trust over time um consistency and, and consistency and and you know and it's 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 a really good analogy of you know when you're dating somebody as well for for three to six months after six months they start to get more comfortable you start to see and you know this other side of them and i really think it's the same in business you need to really whether it's staff whether it's a potential investment um a partnership whatever it may be you know work closely with that person for six months at least 12 months 24 months and then go for it it's there's so many topics i want to touch on right now it's <laughs> my brain is about to explode it there's one the two really important things i want to touch on here one is could not agree with you more every business is a relationship. This is a marriage without a doubt. And there's a good marriage and there's a bad marriage. And just like any relationship, you can drive its success based on the amount of input and commitment you put in. And it it's a two-way street, right? It's like 
your team is the partner or your partners or your business partners or whatever it is. And you know, you're, you're the other player and it, the amount of commitment and expression and development that you each put into the experience will determine the success of the growth. And it's about making sure there's an alignment of values and mission, right? How successfully do we make that clear to our teams? Um, and it's, it's so exciting to hear it come, come from you because I know that you so deeply share that, that vision. And it's, when it goes bad, when a relationship goes bad, when a business goes bad, there's that period of mediation of, you know, it might be able to be saved if we both put the effort and the work and the time in, but that requires awareness. Yeah. And again, that's the piece that's constantly missing in those businesses that fail or those relationships that fail is the lack of ability to even acknowledge there's something wrong. Mm. And mm. That is what is so powerful because you have such a fantastic ability to listen to your gut, to listen to your intuition. You're constantly innovating and moving quickly because you're so self-aware. And that comes from, you know, your own personal journey of of self-development and the experiences you've had. You know, you, you've got a daughter. You're not, it's not just you you're looking after. You've got a new relationship. You've got a business that's succeeding. How are you juggling all of this right now? Because that's a whole other story. Oh, I'm losing my mind. <laughs> Absolutely chaotic. <laughs> I'm up at four thirty and I'm in bed at p.m. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in the trenches. I'm not going to lie. It's not. It's not. It's not glamorous. What bit? One bit. It's not um, social at the moment for me at all. I'm. I'm focusing on. Um, on on the things that I need to focus on right now, which is one, being a good mother, being a good partner, being a good friend, and being there for my staff members and also growing the business. There's, it, it's hard to juggle everything. My phone doesn't stop um, at the moment. Um, I need to to find, you know, the right team, and I won't. I won't just recruit the, you know, the first people that put their resume forward. I'm, I've learned that in the past. Um, it's not, it's not you know, quantity, it's quality, as everyone knows. So, um, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's chaotic. I was up at 4.30 this morning. I went for a walk, listened to a podcast. I was late for this podcast because Gracie was, you know, we had to get her out the door for school um, this morning and then it will be straight into the the um, new development that I'm doing and then and then to the Bondi Clinic till about 8.30 p.m. So it, it doesn't stop, but I have to say, back, like, you know, my favorite part is is one you know making my staff happy giving them a career and a lifestyle um and number two is the feedback in the, the client's results that's what it's all about you know number three is is me being in there in that room doing my needling that's that's what i love that's you know should be put me in that room all day i'll be happy you know let's i'll have someone else come and do the the policies the procedures and all of all of the the business side of things um but yeah it's it's a lot but it's it's also exciting and i don't think i'm ever the personality type that's ever going to stop um trying to be better and trying to grow and trying to give i just um it's not in my nature and yes it may be exhausting but you know you can sleep when you're dead back <laughs> <laughs> yes. i mean 
I was going to say, what's the number one piece of advice you can give to anybody to leave us on this podcast? But I think sleeping when you're dead is a really good one. <laughs> oh, look, I think um, I think if you're going to go for it, um, you know, just just sort of don't be afraid of doing something different and don't be afraid of, you know, asking questions and, and going against trends. Um, I think creating just being so genuine authentic and passionate about what you do is a recipe for success um you know as a society you're almost told not to ask questions and you know and not to put your hand up in class and ask a silly question because your peers can look at you funny and and, and mock you or you know the teach the teacher might not look like the questions that you're asking so we're almost in this belief that you know doing things that are against the grain and different um will be ridiculed and I've always been of you know a big take the risk roll the dice um it will pay off and as long as you're genuine and sincere about what you what you're doing then um yeah you've you've just got to do it rip that band-aid off and go for it it's that relentless pursuit within your own truth and your own authenticity of passion that is the source to the success that you've created that is without a doubt the truest statement about you I can yeah. I can make thanks I just think you know if I can do it a single I was a single mom when I started the skin bar I had nothing I was living two hours down the coast and I was driving driving to Sydney in like a shitty little car to do mobile services um but I just had this vision and you know for any mothers out there that are, that have an idea you know just it, it's it's a great example for your children to show them that you want to do something that you're passionate about um you know there's life short i just think you've just got to yeah just go and do it you don't need money to do it you, you just need to start i think it's i'm really beautiful that you shared that because you know someone who grew up with a single mom as well and you know we came immigrant family came from housing commission all the fun stuff you know i watched her also have to have three four jobs yeah and as a daughter growing up with a broken family and a very complicated situation and a mother who was like 20 something <laughs> yeah. so young having to kick ass and make shit happen and just fucking do whatever the hell you have to do to survive and to you know that's the example and not everybody grows up in those circumstances but coming back to that sentiment of don't like stop thinking there's there's a really beautiful russian proverb proverb that we say it's like you know stop thinking so much to jump and it's it's like just the classic like just go just like stop it like stop thinking and run and and i think that's that's where we're leading towards because what are we waiting for what are you waiting for nah. there is zero reason not to follow your dreams and run in this pursuit of passion and excitement to build something that's yours and you know especially watching you do it where you come in and you break the stigma of the bullshit of this industry and you educate and you inspire and you create these empowered conscious women and men coming in making them feel incredible in their own skin without any of you know the injectables and all the other shit in this industry yeah, <laughs> that 
yeah, that to me sets you as a thought leader in this space. And that's, it takes away that disruption rather it being, oh, I'm here to annoy everyone. It's I'm here to inspire others to lead by example. And you do that unbelievably. And I'm so inspired by you every day. Thanks, Beck. I love your um, Russian proverb. It it, um, made me think of a, a really good one that I read the other day, which was, and this is very inspiring as well when you think about it, is there's there's only so many tomorrows. Yep. That's a good one. Exactly. Exactly. Fuck tomorrow. Work on today. Yeah, yeah that's it. <laughs> I'll, I'll have to teach you the actual Russian saying next time I see you. <laughs> I know. I know. We're overdue for dinner. <laughs> Thank you so much, Sam. I, I appreciate every moment of you. And anyone listening, I hope, there's a light bulb moment for you in here because there's so much practical advice and you have to, if you're in Sydney, go and visit Sam at the Skin Bar. Thanks so much, Beck. Always a pleasure with you.